Welcome back to another episode of Rewilding for Women, where we do big mama practices. We step into ancient feminine reclaiming practices. I shouldn't just say feminine reclaiming practices because we've been doing quite a bit around the divine masculine as well, which by the way, if you're listening to this when this podcast is released, that's pretty prominent in the astrology. So we've got this like wild opening to divine masculine going on right now. Just a little clue. Ladies, um, it is an awesome time to be having sexual awakenings, to be going through some sexual healing stuff, to be stepping deeper into our relationship to the divine masculine or the masculine as a whole. Okay, enough of that. Um, I want to introduce this episode to you. So this episode is all about sacred rage. I know. Pretty cool. Rage. How can we make the emotion of rage and anger sacred, right? So a divine expression of rage. What does that look like? What does that feel like? What do we need to do um, with these parts of self that might be holding some anger and some rage? Uh, Particularly, at least right now, what's coming up is particularly towards the patriarchy. Um, and those old structures, old forms. So I love this episode. I will leave you to this episode. The last thing I do want to say is if you're not subscribed to Rewilding for Women, go over to the website, rewildingforwomen.com, subscribe, because we do lots of cool things just for subscribers. So I will hopefully see you there and also maybe in our Facebook group. So on Facebook, in the groups, look for Rewilding for Women. And that's where we record... Um, half of these podcasts. So if you want to check them out live as they're happening, you can do that in the Facebook group. This one is a recording of a live stream from the Facebook group. All right, enjoy. So if you just start to feel even just for a second, just maybe taking a breath and holding that intention that we are here sitting in circle together. Right. It is an opportunity for you to drop into some really deep spaces, especially with today's episode and the topics that we're going to talk through today, kind of the doors. So I often look at rewilding as uh, opening different doors. So I'm going to share a lot of different, mm, different ways to open doors into self, into those parts of self that may hold your power, may hold your potential, may hold clues and keys to your highest self, your that purpose, right? Um, may hold clues and keys to intimate relationship or unlocking sexuality. So that's my aim in this episode. There is a lot of fire in me from the Colorado weekend. So I just finished doing the two-day workshop with the Colorado women. And this was our first workshop in the U.S. It was sold out with a wait list. It was big and I want to say a huge, huge thank you to every single woman who was in that circle for coming together in absolute rawness, absolute vulnerability, absolute courage as well. So I have never seen a group who was completely new to rewilding. So every single one of these women who I sat in circle with were new to rewilding as far as being in person in a rewilding workshop or a retreat. Um, Some of us had done stuff like this on live streams or online retreats and things, but to every single woman who came to that circle, it was massive uh, for us to be able to go as deep as we did, as quick as we did. I've not seen it. I'm not saying that. (laughs) Um, I'm sharing Uh, observations with you and things that kind of blew me away. And I want to talk a little bit about, I don't want to get political, but I want to talk a tiny little bit about what I feel in America and the energetics behind that particular group and just what I'm feeling kind of collectively. I'm seeing all of these hearts and I am freaking loving these hearts. I know it's Hannah and Belinda um, just like bombing the heart button 
Uh, I also want to let everyone know that we opened up for this Colorado workshop, we opened up the altar to let any woman anywhere in the world put her name on the altar with us. So there were also maybe a hundred or so, I don't know, I lost track of, of count, but there's a picture actually of every woman's name that's in the Facebook group. Um, that I posted on a little thank you post, but maybe 100, 150 women who were there with us energetically traveling through the weekend. Plus, some of the Australian women who've graduated intensive were holding space. So like Belinda and Hannah just like bombing the hard button. They were so, so very much there uh, drumming for us, holding space, going through it with us. And something happened uh, I know that this sounds like so esoteric and so out there. So if you got the newsletter this morning, I was like, I don't know how to write this. I'm going to try to talk about it in the live stream. So um, as much as I can, there are certain things that are just total mystery and I cannot put words to them. There are certain things that you just know deep in your bones but the second you try to translate them into words, they lose that like deep, powerful knowing, right? And maybe you can relate, maybe you've had experiences, some of those like big spiritual awakening experiences. And then the second that you go to translate it into words, you almost start to question the profound experience that it was, right? Do you want, do you get what I'm saying? So I might fumble my way through some of this, um, but it's my way of giving everything that I can and hopefully in some way, uh, hopefully in some way putting words to some things that I energetically just feel are so far beyond words and the second that I attempt to translate them into words, they lose a bit of the purity, they lose a bit of the truth, they lose a bit of the profoundness of them. And part of what I'm talking about is that web, uh, that web that connects all of us. Um, and I certainly felt it in a way this weekend that I have not felt it before. Uh, and you can see some of the comments in the Facebook group from the women who were affected by the workshop, um, who put their name on the list or who drummed with the workshop. Um, Dasha, I love what you said. The mind cannot describe the soul. That is it, sister. <laughs> Thank you for expressing that so eloquently. Um, so this, this interesting shift, not, maybe it's not a shift, but it was just so very, very apparent. It's not a shift. It's always there. But I think for some of us, it was so apparent at how powerful this can be, how powerful... Uh, a tiny little bit of intention can be. Uh, there's an analogy that I like to use, and it's um, we can really tune into anything, right? So it's kind of like a radio, and it's we can tune into like a bazillion different stations. So I can tune into the station of CNN and start to feel the energetics of CNN, or I can tune my intention, my awareness to the station of of rewilding. And then I can start to tune in and, and to feel into the energetics of maybe what went on over the weekend. Um, so that's something that I felt just so huge and so big that so many women had tuned into that station. And it, from my experience, it made that vortex of Shakti that we all sat in, that we can all tune into and connect into, just huge. And I saw things happen at a rate that I've not seen before in rewilding workshops. I saw us go through things in two days that would normally take us four days to go through or drop into spaces that would take a full day of practices to drop out of mind, right? So a lot of this is dropping past the mind, past the defense mechanisms, past those like old protective patterns that we've got um, into deeper, 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 deeper realms of the psyche. And I saw this happening like this with these women. It's a testament to what they've done, but also a testament to this big mama freaking space that was held over the weekend. So massive thank you to every woman who held that space. 
All right, that's a little bit about that web that I wanted to chat about that I promised I would talk a little bit about and the connection and, uh, and coming into space. So now I just want you to feel into your heart and feel into how your system is feeling right now, having just sat through that little bit of a conversation. Just feel, just, just feel. Feel from a perspective of you are in that space, not you are outside looking into that space, but you are actually in that space. You are in that circle right now together, right? So everything that I've just talked about, that big, massive vortex of Shakti, instead of being out here looking in it and going, oh, I wish I was in Colorado, step. And if it helps for you to physically set something up so that you step into it, you might just imagine this big circle, right? This sacred circle of women is right there and we're inviting you in. So imagine there's a sacred circle. Stand up. If this helps, stand up. Imagine there is a sacred circle, right? We are holding this big mama potency, massive, massive love, that unconditional, I see you, right? I, the divinity in me sees the divinity in you. I invite you into circle. So you are invited into this circle and I'm asking you and offering you and opening the door for you to take that step forward and to come into circle. So it's not this outside looking into this big vortex of Shakti. And while these women are so lucky, they were able to gather in circle. No, we are in it now. You're in it now. So even if you're watching this later, you're not watching it live, but you're watching the recording, you are invited to come in because it's here, right? It is here. So whatever it takes for you to come in, breathe. Let's just take a couple of breaths together. Now that we've all taken that step forward and we're in sacred big circle together, taking a few breaths in this circle, right? This is it. This is it. There's no thoughts of, oh, I wish I had a tribe. Oh, I wish I knew what sacred sisterhood was. Oh, I wish I knew what circle was. Oh, I wish I knew what big women's work was, or I knew what women's business was, or I knew what big mama magic is. You know, you're in it. There's no wishing for it. It's a full claiming of, I am here and I'm going to step forward into this. I say yes, right? I say yes to the remembering of this. I say yes to the reclaiming of this. I say yes to stepping into not just circle, but into your big mama love, your big mama magic, right? You're saying yes to stepping into your fullness, right? The massive life force that runs through you, the divinity that runs through you, the divine feminine that runs through you, and the divine masculine that runs through you. Oh, all right. So now that we're in this big space, I say we all do a whole shitload of hearts for being in circle, for making it to circle, for hearing the call to come to circle, and for saying yes to the remembering, yes to the reclaiming, yes to the big magic and the wisdom that is within us and it's within it's in within each of us, right? I love you all. And again, I know I always say this, but I want a heart button on my side. There's no heart button. Urgh, somebody should write Facebook note. We need a heart button for the moderator. <laughs> Oh, Jane, I like your heart. See, those hearts I could probably figure out how to do, but I think if I tried to type something, I would like wipe away the whole screen and then I don't know what would happen. Okay. Um, Sandra, mwah. huge love to you, woman. It is huge. <laughs> okay. Thank you for saying that, though. All right. We've got a big topic to talk about, which is part of the reason I wanted to set up this space. So, um, in such a, such a big way. So I've taken quite a bit of time um, to set up this space because what we're going to talk about now is it requires sacred space to talk about it, right? We're going to talk about rage. We're going to talk about revolution. We're going to talk about some of the shadow. I don't even like the word shadow. It drives me crazy because there's so many like negative connotations around shadow. But for those of you who understand shadow, we can use the word shadow. We're going to talk about shadow aspects. I, I prefer to say hidden aspects, repressed aspects of self, of the ancestral lineage, 
of the collective. So this is big, big, big stuff. I want to talk about the rage that sits within the feminine that's not just from this lifetime. That's not just from experiences that you've had in this lifetime. I want to talk about the big fucking rage that sits within the feminine psyche. And I'm seeing it come out. I am seeing it bubble up to the surface. It has to come out. It absolutely has to come out. Because it being repressed, it being uh, hidden, it being locked away makes us ill. It makes us nasty. It makes us do crazy things. It sometimes makes us crazy. Like oftentimes that locked up energy can lead to mental disorders, can lead to breast cancer, can lead to lots of different diseases in the body. So just on a health level, uh, we've, we've got to look at it. On a collective level, uh, it's coming. Whether we're on the cutting edge of it or we're sitting behind, it's it's coming. Uh, being in the States, um, having been here for the last two months, it's a, it's a whole different place to be. Something that I do want to just share before I dive into this is because we're in this sacred circle, right? And if you just came to this live stream, just know that we set up big mama sacred space and you've, you're saying yes by being here to sitting in circle with us. So part of it that I want to ask you, and I want to ask you in a really big, big, big way, is as much as you possibly can is to drop the judgments about sisters in other countries. As much as you possibly can to drop the judgment about sisters in other countries, about whether you're... Uh, in Europe, whether you're in Australia, whether you're in America, whether you're Canadian, whether you're South American, whether you're, you're African, right? I am asking you and I am begging you that before I go into some of this stuff, you drop it as much as you possibly can, right? Is we have got so many stereotypes that we don't even know are there. Um, and I've part of, of like a, one of the biggest gifts uh, and blessings of my entire life is to move to a different country and to live in that culture for seven years and to feel into how the, the prejudices are so different, how Australians view Americans, right? To, to step into that, how Australians view Americans and what is the prejudice that what there is one, right? Um, but I'm asking. <laughs> We're in sacred space. Can we just drop it for a tiny little bit as much as you possibly can and to sit in this place with love, right? Like big fucking love for what's going on in the world. And I'm going to talk and I don't want to get political. Uh, I'm going to try not to get political. I'm, I'm not saying this from a perspective of I love Americans more or I love Australians more or I love living in America more or I'm dying to go to France and I really just want to be friend I'm I'm saying this from a place of there are fucking differences right nothing is better nothing is worse but there are differences and I want to talk about it but I want to talk about it and I want um, us to sit in circle from a place of absolute openness to the differences, not from a judgmental place. So everything that I say, I want to say and I want to share and I want to sit in the energy of it from a place of absolute love, love for the differences, love for what American women are doing, love for what Australian women are doing, love for what European women are doing, love for what African women are doing, love for what Indian women are doing, right? I don't know what all of the women are doing. I do have a feeling of America and Australia. And this is what's prompted me to talk about rage and revolution. It's fucking huge here. It is fucking huge. It is... It is so profoundly big that I can't even describe it. Um, I know some of my Australian sisters tapped into this when you energetically felt it. And I also know that there is rage in Australia. I know that there is rage all over the world. So wherever you are listening to this, I know that there is rage, right? And I know that we've got different opportunities to open to it, to the sacred rage. We have different opportunities um, in different parts of the world to open up to 
dark goddess energy, to warrior energy, to revolutionary energy. We all, there are different offerings. There's a different culture. There's a different mindset. There's, there's a lot of differences here. Um, but I want to get, I want to talk about this and I'm just going to go for it now, right? I'm done setting this up. I'm, I'm done. I'm done. So if this pisses you off, then shut me off. Right? You can leave circle anytime that you want and you can say, Sabrina, shove it up your rear. I've had enough and I don't resonate with this and that's totally cool. But when I start to feel into rage and revolution, um, and when I started to feel into this topic today, uh, I kind of want to talk a little bit about astrology from a perspective of we have been for months and months and months and months and months and months and months, and the women in Australia intensive will know this, we have been sitting in this energy of black moon conjunct Saturn. Black moon is this melting pot of dark goddess energy. Dark goddess energy is what holds that rage, that revolutionary energy, right? That is like Kali saying, I will not accept this anymore. I'm done. I'm done with the inequality, right? It's that Lilith, right? It's roaring fucking Lilith saying, I am not going to stand for rape. I am not going to stand for abuse of the feminine. I am not going to stand for murdering of children. I am not standing for this anymore, right? And she comes from this heart-connected place when she's in her divine expression. So I need to talk about that in a little bit too. But comes from this heart-connected divine place, this sacred outrage, right? It's sacred outrage. And, and it, it comes from this place of, we need to change something because the love of the mother is going to fucking destroy some shit because this is not good, right? Um, so that's Black Moon. Uh, Black Moon's Kali, Black Moon is Lilith, Black Moon is just these dark goddesses who are demanding, they are demanding equality, they are demanding that the feminine rise, not to overpower the masculine, not to, let me say it one more time, not to overpower the masculine, not to swing things from patriarchy to distorted matriarchy, not to do that. And I feel a little bit of that. And we see it, right? You can probably see it when you see some of those feminists. And this had to happen, right? Like the feminist rebel had to happen. I am all for it. I fucking thank those women who have done it. But now it's this, we are both freaking divine, right? Raising the divine feminine. And if you think you are doing divine feminine work and you are fucking hating men, you're not doing divine feminine work. I don't know what you're tapped into, but you are not doing divine feminine work. You are doing some feminist bullshit, fake divine feminine work. And you've got some more opening to do, some more derubbling to do, right? You've got some more loving to do. You can be angry and you can be fucking mad and you can be sad and you can grieve you can grieve for days over what's happened. I am not at all saying that that stuff is not there. Not at all. But I'm saying when we stop there, we haven't reached sacred rage yet. We haven't reached sacred outrage. We're coming from this rubbly place. I know that you've all heard me talk about derubbling, right? That's just once that line, that Shakti, that line of Shakti, that archetypal energy like Kali or Lilith, which is where our potency, our power lies, which is where our boundary setting lies, which is where the fierce warrior lies, right? When these start to open up, and they're opening, it's happening, it's very much happening in America, you can, you can see it, um, you, can, you can see it, and you can feel it. People are pissed off about the government and a lot of other things that are going on. So you can see it, but when it's not derubbled, so these lines, they awaken, right? And suddenly it's, oh, I'm tapping into my power, I'm tapping into my rage. I'm I'm tap. Oh my God! There's this like unlimited force in me. This unlimited potential. But until that line is clear and that thing is derubbled, you are not in sacred outrage yet. 
right? And of course, it's a whole process. There's no like, one day I'm in not sacred outrage, and then the next day, suddenly I've de-rubbled and I am in sacred outrage. It's not like that, right? It's a whole journey. It's a, it's a journey day by day by day by day by day. Um, but to consciously walk into this, to know what it is that's happening is is the power in this, to have practices that we can do when we start to open up to the dark goddess, when we start to feel rage. Rage is good. Rage is beautiful. Rage makes shit happen. Rage is passion. Rage is fire, right? Rage, when it's connected to the heart, when it's that divine, that sacred outrage, that is a whole different ballgame. And that's the revolutionary energy that is the divine feminine. That's the revolutionary energy that once we get to that, big shit's gonna happen, right? Big stuff is happening. You can see. You can see the shift. You can see. You can feel it. I think we can all feel it. There's also a fear. There's a fear because, of, because it's almost like we're just walking on quicksand um, or like the ground beneath us is so so unstable and it's, it feels different here in the States. So for me, it feels very, it feels like, Wow. Then it feels in Australia. And this is, again, just these, this is my perception. This is my observation. This is how it feels in my body. Um, uh, but I think the whole world feels that, right? It's not just, it's not just here. The whole world is feeling this like shaky, um, like the ground beneath us is unstable because everything's kind of happening from ground ground up. That's my feeling. This is just my feeling, right? It's all happening from the ground, which is where it needs to happen from. So our role in this, what is the sacred outrage role? What is the divine feminine's role in this? Ladies, when uh, the Dalai Lama said the Western woman is going to change the world, I totally 100% believe that. I have felt it and I'm watching it. We're watching it. We're watching how many women are stepping into spirituality. We're watching how many women are starting to take the journey, right? It's, it's the, we're going in, we're going in. We're, we've got this call, right? The, I know that there's more. I don't know what it is, but I know there's more to me. I know that I'm not being me. I know that I have layers to peel off. I know that I have masks to remove. Who is it? And we've got this desire to know who the hell are we and what are, what am I here for, right? And and also this knowing there's more to me. So this is the feminine waking up. This is the feminine opening. Now, where does this like rage come from? And I, I talk a little bit about this um, and I, I always share the same analogy. So if you've heard this a million times, I'm sorry, just close your eyes and feel, start to meditate on it. Uh, for those of you who's new, the analogy is... Um, Oftentimes we come into this world as women, as little ones, little girls, and we're allowed to express a certain number of archetypal energies. So those are typically like the good girl, right? You can be nice, you can be friendly, you can be sweet, you can be innocent, you can cry a little bit, so, so sadness is okay. But the second that we start to go here into rage, right? Even as little ones, we're shut down. Like, nope, good girls don't do that. Good girls don't do that. And you don't get love. You don't get love when you're raging. Um, so when you're a little one, you start to, oh, okay. Also, if mom hasn't been opened up to these archetypal energies, so the ancestral lines haven't been opened up to these energies, we're holding that imprint. We've come into the world with that imprint, we're, right? We're half mom, half dad. How open is mom and dad to the dark goddess? Just a question. Just wondering. How open are they to their sacred sexuality, right? How connected is their sex to the divine? I'm just asking. I'm just asking because half of those cells that you started out with are from mom and half are from dad. How open are they? So now not only have you brought in that DNA, I know that we talked about this in the last podcast episode, you sat in mom's womb for nine months, right? So now more energetic imprints. You haven't even made it into the world yet. You're not even... You're not even here yet, officially, right? You're here, but officially, like you're not born yet. So then you're born. Now you've got how many years of the psychic stuff going on, right? How many years um, are you in 
in the house that you grew up or the society that you've grown up in. Like I just said, one of the greatest gifts that I've ever been given in this life was to move to a foreign country. And then I would look back like, wow, did I really think like that? Like, wow, I had no idea that the whole world didn't think like that, right? So you start to see these different patterns that have just been ingrained in us. So when we start to talk about rage and we start to talk about sacred rage, we start to talk about that part of self that's most likely been shut down, that's most likely not been accepted in our society. Something else that I want to talk about, and I specifically want to talk to women who are okay to express rage. So if you're one of those women who it's flipped for, and this I've seen a lot in American women, Again, these are just very, very broad, broad observations, right? We have no judgment in our circle, um, but very broad observation is that, and this was my own personal experiences as well, having grown up as an American girl, rage was all right. Like, it was okay to be angry. Um, I was fine to roar, but I wasn't okay to go into absolute wailing grief. It wasn't okay for me to feel hurt or for me to feel sorrow or sadness or grief, right? It was okay to rage. So, so it's something else to feel into is sometimes the rage is the easier emotion for certain women to tap into. And the rage isn't the actual emotion that's there. That's not the one that's wanting to be released in the derubbling, right? So derubbling is just unclogging the lines, anything that's sitting in there, any of the energy that's blocking that full connection of that Shakti, that full divine expression of that particular archetypal energy, be it Kali, be it Medusa, Lilith, Venus, whoever, right? Whatever rubble is sitting in there. So there's little rubbly bits. Now those rubbly bits express in a lot of different ways. So practices that you can do is to get into a space where anything goes, outside of hurting other people and hurting yourself, of course, but getting into a space where it is okay. And having, sometimes it's having a facilitator who can take you into those spaces, who can feel into your energetics and go, I know that you're expressing rage right now and that's good, get that out, but what's under that? So sometimes just somebody being there and asking you, what's just under that? And then it helps to open a door And then it takes you that little bit deeper, right? So into that little channel a little bit deeper into some of the rubbly bits that you haven't been able to get to. And so then it's, holy shit, I feel so much grief that I might die. (laughs) I feel so much pain and so much hurt that I might die. Here's another one, fear. Fear is one of the most challenging aspects to get to. So rage and grief will oftentimes sit on top of fear. Now, I know for my journey and I know for a whole lot of women's journeys who have started to open up to the fullness of self, right? Open up to all of these different archetypal energies, starting to come into empowerment. I'm talking about this because I'm talking about full empowerment, right? We all know that. I just want to make that clear. The reason that we do this is because this is us embodying divinity. This is us stepping into the fullness of ourselves, our soul, right? It's us getting all of the old crap out of the way so that all of these lines are open and I'm in this full expression, totally connected, both up and down, right? So I'm not just like... I say connected, I don't mean just like, oh, these upper chakras are open and I can get this good flow. I'm talking about chakras one, two, three, right? I'm talking about those big mama, that big mama energy that goes into the earth as well. So it's this embodied divinity. It's embodied sacredness. It's, that's why we do this. So I'm not just talking about it because, oh, this sounds like fun to dive into places that make us cry and rage and roar and whatever else needs to come out or however our body um, our body and our whole being whatever they that's body wisdom right so we're tapping into the body's wisdom way beyond this guy because this guy will do all sorts of things to try to protect us and to to keep us in this same say what is we so-called safe 
um, not changing place, right? So we get past that into body wisdom, into the wisdom that flows through us of the divine. It's the being able to listen to Shakti, right? It's being able to hear where is Shakti asking me to go? And you might hear that and go, oh, that's just so far away from where I'm at, Serena. Change the words. Where is the divine life force energy in me asking me to go? What is it asking for? How does it want to release itself in order that I can open up to the fullness of me? So we also do this. And I think sometimes we get so stuck in the de-rubbling and the purifying process that we forget how incredibly grace-filled this is. How, how it is literally... Uh, like grace bombs dropping on you. People talk about big initiations and spiritual, you know, those, the spirit, the bump up in spiritual things and you start to see in a different way and you start to love in a different way. That's why we do this. This is why we're working with sacred outrage and we're working with what's under there and we're working to purify all of it and derubble it, Right? So now when I come from a place of rage, I'm not coming from my projections. I'm not coming from a wounded little girl who's angry because husband isn't giving her enough love and attention, right? Do you see what I'm saying here? I am so not... um, trying to downplay that. These are real wounds. So I'm also not saying that these aren't real things. This, um, this rage that we feel towards the masculine, towards the patriarchy, towards government, towards religion, it's real. It's real, right? We have been through a lot of shit and it hasn't been pretty. It has not been pretty. And I will not downplay that at all. There has been abuse. There has been abandonment. There has been a whole lot, a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot of things. Um, something else that I do want to say is that we sometimes forget that the masculine has all of their stuff too. And <laughs> we often think like, but you, this has all been happening to the feminine, this, 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 this. But there's so many men that are now standing in this wound of shame. So they're working through shame. And now I'm watching men work through emasculation because we have swung from, uh, from like, this is not going to sound good, but it's the only words I have, from submissive housewife to ball-breaking CEO. It's the only way I can say to put it, right? Like, you can just get past, I know that I never talk politically correct, and I never will. Um, But so we've swung into this ball-breaking CEO, right? And now... These men have lost their power, their juice. They've got no chutzpah, right? I don't, what? What? Like, that's not divine feminine. Taking the balls off our our little boys? Emasculating our sons? This is not divine feminine. This is distorted, disgusting, messed up rage, right? So it's like, the door's been open right? The door's been open to the dark goddess. Let's just face the door is open. There's a whole lot of stuff going on in society. Yeah, Kali's totally cool. She's my homegirl, right? And then I see you emasculating your son. You've got some work to do, sister. You've got some serious work to do. Kali doesn't emasculate men. Kali wants that man in his full potency. She wants him with all of his chutzpah, but she wants it connected to the divine, That's what the divine feminine wants. That's what sacred outrage is. And that's what sacred outrage will do for our society when we get to that place of coming from purity. So are we done doing the work? No! Is opening the door in one workshop that you've done with Kali gonna do it for you? No! No, 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 no! (laughs) Right? Now we're in this place of She's pissed off, she's roaring, and now we suddenly have this, like, I, I feel like I can just go crazy and wild and whatever, because I've tapped into my... <sighs> okay, so what can we do? <laughs> 
before I really go off on all of this. What can we do? Who can we work with? Uh, what archetypal energies are great for this? Hygieia. Hygieia is beautiful. Hygieia is not a dark goddess. Hygieia is this beautiful, magical, lovely, healing, kundalini goddess of awakening. Hygieia is a beautiful, 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 beautiful freaking energy to work with when we're working with dark goddesses. So yes, do your dark goddess work. Yes, 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 yes. Keep opening, keep derubbling, get into spaces that are big mama sacred spaces. So if you stand into a circle, there should be a lot of love in that circle. There should be a lot of love in that circle. Uh, there should be a lot of humbleness in that circle as well. A lot of love and a lot of humbleness in that circle. There should also be the ability to go to exactly where you need to go to, right? Basically no limits outside of don't hurt somebody else, don't hurt yourself, and don't, don't break shit, right? Like There's other ways to express anger than like knocking a hole in the wall. Not that I've seen women do that, but I've seen women want to do that. Um, so finding these spaces where we can get primal, where we can get primal, finding facilitators or people who can take us a little bit deeper. What's just under there? What's just under there? Where is this coming from? And you don't always need to have a story. So I'm, you don't always need to have a story. If the story comes, then it's perfect. If no story comes, you need to trust that too. Sometimes it's just raw energy coming out. And sometimes there is a story that brings you insights. And sometimes that story that brings you insights will take you to a deeper level as well. Uh, so finding facilitators who can hold this big, big, big freaking space. Finding women to sit in circle with who... Don't just talk about like the surface level thing. Um, topsoil, Barb, who I just hung out with this weekend in Colorado as well. She calls it topsoil. I don't, I don't want to hang out in the topsoil, right? Like get me under the topsoil. I want the depths. So finding women you can sit in circle with. Um, holding yourself to the fire. Holding yourself to the fire. <laughs> the fire of all fires. Kali's sacred fire where it's truth. For the sake of I love you so much that I want you to see the truth. I want you to see your divinity. Being okay with a life tsunami happening. Understanding that when you're on this path, right, and these big changes are happening and things are erupting in your life, that's par for the course. It is, it is par It is par for the course. Any woman who wants to step into her full power, right, which is what we're all kind of saying that we want to do. If you didn't have that call, you wouldn't be here. But if you're going, I know there's more to me. And some women come to me they're like, hey, I want to open up to my medicine woman gifts. I want to open up to my soul gifts, my spiritual gifts, my, uh, my psychic gifts, my yada, 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 right? Well, these things open automatically, naturally, when opening up all of these parts of self, right? How can your gifts not unfold if you're opening up and de-rubbling and clearing out everything that's blocking your full potential? It just happens. I watched it happen in intensive. So for the women who were in intensive in rewilding, purpose of intensive was to go through all 36 archetypal energies that we work with to de-rubble each one of those little channels. And what I started to watch is that about halfway through, of course they're still de-rubbling. Of course we're still opening. Of course they're still a purifying, right? Of course. But I started watching massive gifts unfold. Naturally. Naturally. No one's teaching these women, hey, here's how you should be an oracle. Hey, here's how you should put your hands on someone to heal them. It doesn't work that way because it's coming from this innate knowing, right? So halfway through, I'm watching huge soul gifts arise. We actually set the intention halfway through to start to tell other women the gifts that we see in them unfolding because it was so big and they kept coming all of the time, right? The gift of, of writing, the gift of the scribe, the gift, all, all kinds of gifts, the priestess gift, the tantrika gift. We're watching these gifts start to open and this is, this is what happens, um, when we do this, when we do this. So working with Hygieia is really great to offset. You can read the myth about Hygieia, but basically she took Medusa's blood, which is dark goddess, right? So Medusa, she was so like poisonous and toxic that, um, that when she died, her blood would turn, uh, would kill anybody. But Hygieia's magic, her like beautiful, 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 lovely, transformative magic was she took the blood and she made the blood into this life-giving elixir. 
So she's, so do you feel the magic? Do you feel the energy in that, right? Hygieia is the, uh, the caduceus, the two snakes that are on the paramedic symbol. Um, so it's, it's very, very healing. So, so we also want to bring in some of this type of energy when we're working with dark goddess energy. That's really good support. Having, having good circle, having good facilitators, having good spaces, like, like just feeling into this space uh, might give you an idea of what, um, what big mama space can feel like, right? How much love can be in a circle. I hope you're still feeling the love. I know that I'm like, wah, um, but I don't think I could do sacred outrage without there being that wah coming out, right? It wouldn't be real. I don't know what I would be doing if I didn't have that. It just wouldn't happen. Um, so, of course, working with the archetypal energies of Kali, of Medusa, of Hecate, of Black Madonna, of Lilith, of Persephone, of course, working with these dark goddesses, and there's a whole lot more, is really, really important. Um, something that I do like to share with people is the Golden Kali meditation. So that's a beautiful, um, just really simple meditation. I've shared it before, but I'll share it really quickly here, is you just imagine Kali um, in front of you. And if you don't know what she looks like, you can Google her. There's a bazillion images of her. Um, but you imagine the golden form of Kali. So this is like Kali Ma, right? That big mom, that mother loves. So there's, so behind, by the way, behind all of these faces of the dark goddess, behind this rage is pure love. We all know that, right? Like, I just want to make sure we know that, that it's pure love. It's absolutely pure love. It's a kind of love that most humans will never feel, but it is pure love. It's sacred love. It's unconditional love. It's love of everything all of the time, regardless of what it might be perceived as, whether it's good or bad, but it's just love, absolute love. Uh, so you feel into that form, that aspect of the, of the dark feminine, of the dark goddess, and from there, uh, you can breathe out. So you exhale any rubbly bits. So any, you might feel it as like dark. It might feel like dark or dense energy or pain, can feel painful. So you just are exhaling, right? So um, there may be a knot in your stomach. You might be listening to this and you might start to feel, by the way, you should check in with self right about now <laughs> and feel what's come up for you. What is come up for you? How's your body feeling? What are your emotions like? What's there? Something really good to do after we're done here is give yourself some space. What I love to do is, ah, oh, thank you. Yes, Vivian Kali is a great lover, the most um, potent uh, for the poverty. Yeah, yeah, right? That, <laughs> um, something that I really like to do, especially after something like this, where we've just opened the door to a whole lot of energy, and right now, the door, energetically, the door is open for you to go into some of this, to feel into some of this. And you're held, right? Like you're held. So what you can do is you can just stay held in this sacred container that we've just created together. You can stay held in that and you can just lie. What I love to do is lie flat on the floor and I love to feel into my womb. Sometimes I'll put a pillow under my womb just because it puts a bit of pressure, like it'll put some pressure on my womb space and just breathe. I love lying flat face down, pillow under my womb and just breathing into there and going, what's coming up for me, right? Like what am I feeling from the depths of me, from the depths? Is there an emotion that's coming up? What's there for me? And so just, just going in, going in, what's there? Maybe putting on a piece of music that's supportive. I love um, Paraquoi, her soundtrack. Uh, ladies, you might have to help me with this. I think it's called Emotional Cleansing, but it's emotional something. Um, so if somebody can just um, type in to confirm, I think it's Emotional Cleansing. But if you start to feel uh, like grief arise or you start to feel ecstasy can arise or if you start to feel fear arise. There are tracks on there that are designed to help you tap into that emotion. 
So it's a beautiful CD. She's also got some meditation stuff that helps you to go in, some different breathing practices that help you to go into some of that stuff. So that's really supportive um, if the emotions are coming up. Uh, I would recommend that. Okay. I think that's it. I'm trying to feel if there's anything else. Um, oh, the Golden Collie Meditation. Sorry, I didn't finish. But you exhale any of the dark, dense energies. Kali absorbs that because this is Kali, right? This is the love of the mother. This is the love of the divine feminine. She wants to transmute that. That's, that's her like deepest desire is to bring you to divinity, to bring you to that unconditional big love space, to take you to the divine within self and the fullness within self. So she's inviting you to give that to her. She's asking you to give that to her. So you can exhale that out and then you breathe in through your crown the golden light from her. So you exhale any of the dense stuff. Let it go through Kali up, up, out her crown. It turns golden and then you can inhale it in through your crown. This is a beautiful and powerful meditation. It was originally um, shared in Andrew Harvey's book... I don't know what book, but it was originally shared by Andrew Harvey. Um, hope. I think it's hope. Something hope. Is it just hope? I don't know. Maybe one of you know, but I think it was hope. And it's originally in there. So if you want to um, tap into the original um, meditation, you can look there for it. And also to just give him credit for that. My friends, I have loved, loved, loved sitting in circle with you. Uh, you can take this, what we've just opened up to, and you can continue on your own. You can um, go into what practices feel right for you. You can journal what may have come up for you. Um, just do what feels right. I am insanely grateful for all of you. Um, thank you for sitting in circle with me. Thank you for co-creating this space that we create. I don't just do this alone, and I always say that, that it's you coming uh, into circle that makes all of this happen so just a uh, huge huge gratitude for all of you for what's been created huge gratitude to everyone who is a part of Colorado um, that kind of inspired this talk today massive gratitude um, to the women in Australia who held space gratitude to all of the women who said yes to energetically joining us on the workshop uh, gratitude to all of the women who will watch this live stream or podcast or video uh, later down the track. It's um, it's that web that we talked about, and it's um, it's beautiful. It's it uh, blows me away. Absolutely um, blows me away. Uh, what other rewilding stuff? Yeah, I think that's it. Um, there's I I know that there's a lot of talk about an intensive happening in America. So that's our six-month, like, step one of mystery school, of rewilding mystery school. So there's some, I will just kind of let you know, uh, for those of you who've been interested in mystery school and intensive, uh, there's a lot of energy around that um, kind of taking place the next uh, sort of intensive mystery school teacher training journey. Uh, to take place in America, there's a lot of energy happening. So for those of you who have asked me about that and have had said things, uh, that's that's there. That's, but I don't know. I have nothing else. I have I have really nothing else to share with you around all of that stuff. There's just so much has happened um, in the last couple of days, and so much has shifted and been blown open um, that I'm still in this. Don't know what's going to happen from here. So, again, huge gratitude. Um, love, 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 love you all. And uh, I will see you hopefully next week on if we do next week's live stream. Sometimes it's weekly, sometimes it's fortnightly. We'll just kind of see. Um, okay, so maybe before we sign off, let's just all do an I see you. So, a heart to say I see you or type in an I see you. Um, but really, for me, uh, I see you, right? Like, I, I see you all of you, even the parts that you might not think are pretty or the parts that you might feel are rage-filled or grief-filled or sorrow-filled or the parts that might feel like they're so overwhelming that if you go into them, you're not going to make it out. I see you. 